All right, joining me now here, Stripe Show podcast wide receiver Bryce Butler. Bryce, you uh, you're an AZ right now. I thought you'd be on the golf course. Thanks for joining me. Oh yeah, I'm I'm on the way to the golf course right now, baby. It's a nice 75 degree day, sunny, no clouds. Mm. Um, I, I need to go low today. It's time to go mm. low. <laughs> now where you now where are you teeing it up at? Uh, Mirabelle Golf Club. Um, really nice course up in North Scottsdale. Um, they're allowing us to come out there and, and, and use their nice green today. So. Nice, nice. Go yeah, try to take advantage. I know what I know exactly where it is. I, I lived in Arizona for about a year on Shea Boulevard, okay. Scottsdale. Yep. Man, love that place. Seventy-five in Scottsdale, you can't beat it. Dry heat, feels so good. Did you uh, did you go to the Waste Management Phoenix Open by chance? I did not go to any of the the live days. I went to the concert they had. Uh, Kygo had a concert, I think Saturday night. Um, no, but I didn't go, man. Like when I go to like uh, sporting events. Um, I want to like go and watch the yeah. event that I'm going to see. And the waste management is awesome. Now, don't get me wrong. It's awesome. It's a lot of people. It's fun. But, you know, I'm not trying to go party at Saturday at 12 p.m. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to go watch Tony Fina go to work. You know, Max Homa go to work. You know, Ricky. Right. You know, all those guys. And uh, I've done it. I went last year. It's kind of, It's really hard to, like, you know, try to watch the game of golf mm-hmm. on waste management weekend. So I passed on it this year, man. And then on top of that, that was my birthday week, and I was kind of sick. And Kobe passed. So I was like, man, I'm straight. I'm just going. Yeah. If I had any thoughts of going, I'm not going to go. Yeah. It's amazing how that tournament has grown. When I lived there, I can remember sitting on the hill behind 16 Green, where where it's all grandstands now. Of course, it's completely enclosed. But I can remember sitting there watching shots come into 16, and then I would turn around and watch them tee off on 17. And yeah, you can't do that anymore. It's uh, it's completely uh, Completely it's amazing the numbers that they do there. But uh, you know, you and I, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be meeting up next weekend um, down in Dallas, PG memes challenge uh benefiting hashtag play yellow i'm bringing my a game man i told travis i said look I'm coming down there i want i said put me on bryce's team because we're gonna take this thing right right for sure <laughs> for sure we gotta gotta go down there and hit some good scramble shots now i, I'm, I might not be great off the tee all the time but i'll give you five nice draws with the driver off the tee um but the iron shots and the short game shots are are going to be where i chip in most of my help yeah, well, it would be fun. I, I don't play much golf. Uh, I'm a teacher by trade uh, originally for 20 years and have moved now a lot of my business into the media side. And um, I, I enjoy going out and just playing with guys like yourself or, you know, uh, professional athletes being a part of a, of a good cause like hashtag play else. So it'll be fun. We'll have a good time bringing a, a friend of mine down, really good guy. And um, we'll have a good day out there on the links. We'll get to more golf here in a second, but I want to talk football just for a second with you. You're uh, you've been in the NFL for a long time, originally with the Raiders, Cowboys, Cardinals, yep. Dolphins last year, but you still have more in the tank, don't you? Yeah, man. Um, I know I got two or three years left in the tank at peak optimal level, physical level. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, um, you know, a team will give me an opportunity so I can go out and showcase that. Awesome. What do you uh, – do you watch much access, uh, much of the XFL? What do you think of it? Yeah, I've been watching. Um, it's like – it's like bittersweet yeah. kind of because it's, like, cool to see, like, guys get an opportunity. Um, it looks like the league is, you know, well-ran. Um, there's, like, a serious money – 
money backing and funding. Um, but then it's sad because like there's guys my age came mm-hmm. in with me, um, guys that I know that like played, started on NFL teams, did well. And, you know, you forget about some guys like, oh, you know, you think they're still playing. And you're like, whoa, what? He's in the <laughs> XFL? Like what happened? Like how long has he been out? Like what the heck? That dude was a baller. Like what? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's like mixed emotions because it's like, you know, half the time I'm like, okay, young guy. I remember he went to this college, you know, okay. And then, then it's like, he's my age. Yeah. Like, what, what is he doing in that league? Or, you know, or is he still trying to play? Like, how long has he been out? Because, like, for me, like, man, if, I, if I've if i been out since I was 27 yeah. and I'm I'm 30 now, like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm yeah. cool. Like, I've already turned the page yeah. by then, you know? Um, but, you know, you never know. Because, like, some guys could have went to the CFL. They could have kept, kept mm-hmm. playing. Uh, but it's just like, dang, like, you know, that guy should be on the roster. That guy should be on the yeah. roster. But, yeah. But the only thing about it, um, as far as, like, the like the game standpoint, on like, overall, it's just the quarterback plays bad. Yeah, yeah it's it. I mean, it's it's just a – No, sorry, ahead, I was going to say, it's interesting watching uh, – you know, the there obviously there's such a demand, you know, for football. I mean, the NFL's the king, obviously, but it just seems like there's been other leagues that have failed. But this one, I don't know. It feels like there's a little different energy um, behind this. I know certain cities uh, have really supported. I grew up in the Northwest. I mean, Seattle, like the tickets are crazy out there. They're selling, and, yeah, and, uh, and people are supporting it. Obviously, it's a different set of rules. The access to the players, I think. I, I saw an offensive lineman before the game shotgun a beer. I was like, all right, let's slow down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, you know, Vince McMahon has definitely brought some of that wrestling WWE <laughs> yeah. background into it, um, allowing, you know, locker room access, halftime access, and, you know, on the field during the game, sideline access. Um, you know, and it's interesting, you know, different guys are handling yeah. it well, and different guys are – doing what I would expect. I wouldn't expect uh, offensive linemen or defensive linemen to be able to like answer a question politically correct in the middle of battle. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like those dudes are like the warriors of all warriors, right? And uh, so far the times that I've seen a lineman on screen, like they've said something funny, mm-hmm. like, you know, that probably they don't want to have on TV, but you know, that's what they kind of want to do. That's part of the draw which is cool. Um, you know, that's what Vince McMahon has done in his uh, other business, which is one of the best businesses out there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting for sure. It's definitely interesting. I always ask, you know, I'd, talking to wide receivers, I, I, had, I had Adam Thielen on uh, from the Vikings about three weeks ago. Okay. We were talking football, and he's a big golfer as well. And I always ask, you know, What's the hardest you've been hit, Bryce, as a as a receiver? Like, what you can you remember the time when, man, that was the hardest I've been hit. <laughs> uh, oh man, honestly, um, really, high school. Um, yeah, like I haven't really taken any like crazy. I've taken hits, but I haven't really taken any blows in the NFL from another player where I'm okay. like, yeah. Holy crap, like that was yeah. ridiculous. Um, I've gotten a concussion in the NFL, but it wasn't it wasn't because of the hit I got. It was like I got hit like simultaneously, like from a defender and mm-hmm. then like fullback. So like it was like boom, boom, 
and that wasn't necessarily I got hit hard by one guy. It just like so happened yeah. that I got sandwiched in the middle of two guys, you know. Um, so yeah, in high school, man, I remember running a go route. Quarterback led me out there to drive, threw me a go route and cover two. He threw it high in the sky. I'm looking for the ball. And the next thing I know, like I was getting like the guy was standing <laughs> over me. And like I still had like residual damage. Um, oh really? That hit now, like he kind of hit me. He kind of hit me in my okay. elbow, funny. And like now, like I can't put my right oh, wow. elbow down a certain way, or it'll like it'll like uh, spark my mm. like funny bone, wow. and it like hurts. So I still have residual damage from that hit. So like this is more than 15 years ago. So obviously that has to be the hardest yeah. I've ever gotten hit, right? Now you've probably. <laughs> So yeah, you've probably, think, you've probably popped a few guys in, in blocking too, right? You had, uh, you had a okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I haven't gotten got that bad since that hit in high school. I've gotten hit, but nothing like nothing to where I'm like, oh yeah, that guy got me. So you when know? did when did so. this journey for golf start for you? When when did you start playing, Bryce? Uh, I kind of have like a, like a girlfriend relationship with the game of golf. Um, I, uh, we've been off and on for almost my whole life. Uh, my dad played, my dad's not that really great of a player. He's probably like a 14, 15 handicap went at his best time, but he used to like to play. And so as a kid, you know, my dad played football. Like, obviously I followed his footsteps. So I just would like to, I like to do everything he did. So he used to golf. I would go golf with him. My brothers hated it, but I would go. Um, and then my roommate, not my roommate, my next door neighbor, they had a membership to the Atlanta Athletic Club. Um, I think a home, a couple of PGA championships or maybe U.S. Opens, one of the two, yeah. I forgot. And it was right down the street from my house. And we used to always go in the summers and just go to the part three course and just play. Like we would literally go there and just be there like yeah. all day like getting in trouble, like the only black kid at the Atlanta Athletic Club just running around, you know, getting in trouble, um, just having a blast uh, with my, you know, my neighbor. And uh, so, yeah, I used to play a lot as a kid, you know, even into high school. And then um, and then I, w I wouldn't say I was like good or anything, but I just enjoyed mm -hmm. the play. And then um, I got to college you know, didn't have my own set of clubs to take with me. So I, I remember vividly playing one time with my buddies in Orange County. Um, it was horrible. And then uh, I almost took up a golfing class that they had that they gave at USC. Yeah. I went to Southern Cal. And I almost took it, but then I was like, oh, I know it's really no point. I don't have my own clubs. Like, I'm not going to be able to go play, whatever. So I didn't take the class. And then uh, – Got into the pros, man, and um, I was like, okay, I can buy my own set of clubs. Like, I want to play, but my first two seasons, I tore mm. both labrums. The first year, I tore my right. The second year, I tore my left, which was crazy. So I couldn't play, obviously. Um, and then when I tra when I got traded to Dallas, my my shoulders were healthy, and I was like, it's time to go. And Dallas is, you know, a pretty oh, yeah. hardy golf city. So I was mm -hmm. like, it's time to go. Time to get it now, your dad played in the it's NFL a, for like 10, 11 years, right? I mean, he was. Yeah, yeah he, played he played 12 seasons. 12 seasons. And he, he played during the season as well, or was it more in the off season? 
I think for him it was season. one offseason. My dad, my dad's old school, so he probably probably was not yeah. playing during the season. I am a during the season guy. If my body doesn't, I hurt. was uh, last summer. I was down at the Bahamas at this event, and I was talking with Larry Fitzgerald and and Patrick, oh, yeah. Patrick Peterson, and I said, "How often do you guys play golf?" And they're like, "Pretty much every second that we can," <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, they play a lot. I play with them a ton yeah. too out here, and uh, they play a lot during the season. I mean, depending on the coaching staff that they have, sometimes they uh, they'll fly their clubs out or send their clubs to a place, yeah. ship sticks, and if they get there early enough, they'll go hop at the nicest course mm-hmm. around in the area, go play, and um, you know, get back before meetings because they play really fast. Which that's why I like playing with them because if uh, if it's not packed out there. You know, we can get a round in in yeah. under three hours. Yeah, those guys move fast. Um, so it makes yeah. me play faster, which is good. Um, I hate playing long at rounds. But, yeah, yeah they play Larry, a ton. Uh, they can play. Larry just won the AT&T for the second time, Fitzgerald. And, uh, you know, I was surprised. Like, yeah, not surprised. I was. It was when I went down to this event and there was a lot of NFL guys or NBA guys. Like, the level of play was, was, was really good. I mean, Patrick Peterson can – can really go. Um, Patrick is better than Patrick, Larry. Yeah, he was he was solid uh, during that day. Who who else out there in the NFL that you know can get it going? You know, the guys that yeah. I know, obviously Larry, Patrick Peterson, um, Sam Bradford has okay. a stick. Um, Andre Roberts, yeah. uh, Pro Bowler for the Buffalo Bills, he can play. Um, Jermaine Curse up in Washington. Wow. He can play. Um, I haven't seen Adam Thielen, but Adam Thielen, um, I see him at all these, like, celebrity big events. Um, so I would just think that he can play. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers can play. Um, Tom Brady, uh, I don't know if he can play because, like, I saw him, like, hit a couple balls. And he's one of those, like, I'm just going to keep dropping balls and until I hit okay. a good shot guy. So I don't know how good he actually can play. Um, but that is the GOAT. So um, if you hear this, Tom, I'm not disrespecting your level of football play. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys, dude. Like, I don't know yeah. everybody, um, but there's a lot the of guys that can play. The guy sure. that really surprised me was Kyle Williams, a defensive tackle for the Bills. Uh, you know, he's retired, and, you know, he's kind of trimmed out. Oh, Big Kyle. Big Kyle. Big Kyle. Yeah, I already could play. I got really hurt. I already could play too. Golden Tate could play as well. Golden yeah. Tate's nice yeah. as well. A lot of guys. There's a lot of us. There's yeah, it's awesome. And that's sure. where uh, social media, I've said it so many times. It's like, it's cool to follow you guys and you're going out on the links. It's great for our game when, you know, like professional athletes like you are out there, you know, playing the sport and love it. But let's talk Let's talk a bit about your game. You, you have an instructor, right? Like you, you work pretty specifically on your game. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm working. I'm a I'm a work guy. If like if it wasn't for me being a father and a husband, like I would probably be on the golf course most of my days during the off season, like all day, <laughs> like all day. Like I like for instance, the other day, like I left. Um, uh, my wife was gone for a while, then um, she was gone. Like, and I knew she was gonna be gone for like three hours. And so I was like, all right, I'm cool. I'm out. So I went to the, I went to the range at like 11 
Um, and I don't think I came back home. I don't think I got home oh, until wow. like four thirty. Wow. And yeah, like, and I was with my homegirl uh, Tanya Tade, and we were just hitting balls at the range for a long time. And then like, I was like, let's go on the course and like work some of these shots. And then we just played like seven holes, you know. And then like the the cool the thing that saved me was the fact that my wife was gone for three hours of the time I was out. <laughs> You know, like she wouldn't have, she, it wouldn't have been cool if she was just home and I was gone for that long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I told her I was going to practice, like practice is typically like, you know, two hours tops, you know, 90 minutes. I'll go to a place down the street, get a 60 ball bucket, you know, warm up, you know, do some drills and, you know, hit some full shots and then go home. Um, I can chip, I can do like some chipping and putting at my house because I have like a little, I have a, my whole backyard is like a green and like a yeah. chipping area. Um, but yeah, when I go, like I have to, I'm, I, I can be out there all day. Yeah. So my coach, the guy that I see, um, I've had plenty over the years, but the guy that, um, I have gotten the most done with, you know, like within a year has been James yeah. O. Um, he, he's yeah. down in Long Beach. Um, and, uh, so like what I do, like I'll go see him and then I have a, a guy that's here in Arizona. His name is Brian Wilbur. Um, his Instagram is Bdubsky Golf. So I'll go see James. I'll be with him like a whole day, maybe a couple of days. And then I'll come home. I'll work on it. And then like, I'll go see B and be like, B, this is what I've been working on with James. Like, you know, and keep, you know, and help me, you know, stay up on that. You know what I'm saying? And he does a great job of, you know, yeah. being collaborative, you know what I'm saying? And allowing me to, you know, tell him like, Hey, this is what we've been working on. And he can see it yeah. and be like, okay. This is what it looks like here, bam, bam, bam. Like you probably need a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And like, you know, he'll give me a couple of drills to work on. So it's yep. great. So like, I don't always have to go to Long Beach um, like to see James. Like I typically go out there like once a month cause I'm, al I'm already going out there all the time anyways. Cause like I said, like my alma sure. mater is in LA. So um, like last week, the Callaway event was out there for uh, the Genesis. So I, I, they asked me to come, I went, and then, you know, I hit James, hey, do you have a time in one of these two days? And he's like, yeah or nay, go see him. And then, you know. Yeah, it well, it's like consistent, that. right? So, but like, that's the key. You know, you got the messages consistent, some accountability drills that go with it. And it's nice you got two guys going to work together. It's not always the case, um, but, um, you know, that, that consistency and direction is – is key. All right, a couple quick hitters here for you. Um, about your game, what do you prefer, driver or three wood? Uh, my body says driver, but my brain okay. says three wood. So your body says driver. So are you? So what does that mean? You're more consistent with the three wood, but your but your body's like, let's get it out there with the big stick. If if I if I had a hole where like this hole was is like the last hole we got a hundred right. on the line, if I win I get the money or, or whatever vice versa, You're hitting I'm hitting three wood. Okay. I don't care I don't care how good I'm hitting my driver that day, unless like I was piping my driver. I'm always on I've been on the fairway all day and then like the like two or three times I pulled my three wood yeah. out they were bad, like I'm pulling yeah. my three wood out. So your three wood, you sounds like it sounds like your three wood, like you're pretty you're you're very confident with that club. 
Yeah, like for whatever reason, I can kind of okay. stay square. Yeah. Like, I guess I come out of it a lot with my driver. My it's interesting, right? Guess, like so. the driver is the only one where the attack angle can be more up, you know, like where the three wood is down, right? So even though like it's only an inch difference, you know, the loft's different, obviously, in the size of the head, but the biggest difference is the attack angle. So that, you know, that discrepancy between the two can be a little bit bigger of a gap for for some because of the management of that attack angle it's it's always an interesting question to right. to ask and i think most tour players would say the same thing um i mean just like for an example if you ask i mean if you ask tiger for example drive i mean he's gonna hit his three wood every time for accuracy right because he can hit right. down on it and control it where his driver his driver yep. you know hitting up a little bit for him gets a little bit can get a little troublesome as far as accuracy so I think most players would probably answer it three way, unless Rory, I mean, like Rory and DJ, they would probably hit their driver, you know, because they're, they hit. Right. Rory's monster. Yeah. It's crazy. Have you seen it in person? Uh, have I seen okay. Rory? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Rory play in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen him yeah, a few times, actually. I saw him in Augusta, then I went up and saw him. I've seen him more, but I saw him up in uh, Fire, Firestone. Yeah. Is it Firestone? Yeah. Up in Ohio. Yep. Um, and I had met his, I met his dad earlier that year. So like I randomly saw him and then we like walked and talked for like a couple of holes and it was cool. And then, yeah, Rory is a monster with his driver, we, uh, man. I wish I could my We played, uh, I played in the Pro-Am at Arnold Palmer Invitational about, I don't know, probably three or four years ago, eh, four years ago. It was the year before, yeah, four years ago. So, and Rory was in our, Rory was in our group. We had the first tee time out and I'm not sure why he had to go so early, but we just got paired up. We were with MasterCard and whatnot, but it was freezing, Bryce. I mean, freezing. Okay. And the wind was like 20 right at us on one. And of course we're teeing off like in huh? Florida that yeah. In, in Florida? Florida freezing. Right. That morning wow. and 25 probably miles an hour, right at us on one of course, our tee box where we're hitting is way up there. He's back there, you know, back by the grandstands right. in the back of the tee. He steps up, takes off his gloves, first swing of the day, pipes it out there, you know, level to the back end of that bunker. And I was just like, good grief. I mean, that was a huge drive straight into the <laughs> into the wind yeah. on one. I was like, that's just just top shelf stuff with a driver. I mean, it's really that's something to watch in person. All right, next question. Three iron or hybrid? Three iron. Really? I don't play okay. hybrid. Nice. I hate hybrids. You don't like hybrids? Okay. No. Like, I have, like, a lot of them, but, like, I hate them. Like, I'd rather, rather hit maybe, like, a little bit of a bad shot, like, hit behind it a little bit with the three iron. It'll still go, you know, 185, 200 yards, but yeah. it'll go straight versus, like, you know, maybe catching it wrong. It's going high in the air, but there's a lot of spin, and yeah. it, like, slices or something like that. Um, what about 56 degree or 60? What's your go-to around the green? 60? Oh, okay. 60. Oh, yeah, 60 all day. I don't even have – I matter of fact, I threw my sandwich really? out of my bag so I can add my 300. Okay. Yep. So you don't have a 56. You just have a 60. I have a 60 okay. and a 50. I can get all my okay. shots in with those two. A 60 and a 50. I love it. Yep. What's your, what do you like? What, what do you like to see with the 60? Are, do, you, do you like to go like up top, medium trajectory? Like what, what's your go-to? 
Uh, it really just depends. Like, I, I like to hit my ball low, though. Um, I don't really want it too high. Um, low trajectory, spin. Um, like, I'm really good with my weights. Like, my short awesome. game is the best part of my game. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm more, like, open face, but, like, low trajectory. I don't want it too high. I'm watching Tiger and everything yeah. that he does, and I'm yeah. trying to copy it. That's good because I've been known to like belly wedges around the green once in a while. So we'll probably have to lean on you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last one there. 10 foot putt. Got to win it. You want to see that ball go a little right to left or left to right? Which way is that ball breaking? Ooh, that's a good question. I I would, I I like left left to right putts. So you're right handed. I like left to right. I think I work on those the most. I'm right handed, yeah. I put I put opposite grip though. I don't know how the it, how you call it, but the way I hit a ball versus putting, like I put my left yeah. hand under. Yeah, left hand low. That can help too, big time. Yeah, yeah, I do. I've been doing left hand low since like the beginning of uh, my new found love for golf in like 2016. The quote of this podcast is that golf is like a girlfriend, right? You're just kind of off and on all the time. That's beautiful. I'm going to steal that. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right. Talk about the for sure. And right now we're let's on talk about the PGA strong. tour for a second. You watch golf on TV, uh, LPGA tour, you know, yep. who, who do you like out there? I mean, we talk about Rory and his driver. Give me, give me, uh, give me some guys and women that you're, uh, that you like watching play this game. I'm a big fan of, uh, obviously guys like Rory Brooks, um, the big guys. I love watching them. I love Brooks because he brings like a different mentality to the game. He's not like your typical golfer when it comes to things that he says and things that he does. And I really like that. Um, obviously, I love Tiger. I mean, yeah. it's Tiger. Um, and then I know Tony Finau really well. Um, I'm always rooting for him. I know Max Homa. I'm always rooting for him. Um, I mean, there's plenty of guys that I like to watch. Um, it's kind of hard to just say um, just one guy. And then when it comes to LPGA, obviously I love Michelle Wee. Um, I love Daniel Kang. Um, I don't know all of, I don't know everybody's names that yeah. great. Um, there's some Asian girls on the tour that are really nice. I don't want to describe them because it might be taken out yeah. of context. Um, but yeah, there's like ones that I know that like I'm like, yep, I know her. She's a baller. So good, aren't they? They're just so consistent. I mean, they like they don't miss a shot. It feels like when you're when you're that when you're watching or something like that. It's amazing. Um, let me ask you about Brooks. Interesting point. You know, yeah, like Kepka comes. They're in. really good. You know, I you know I've said it many times. You know, golf in comparison to other sports. Um, you know, it's I think it's kind of behind a little bit. Um, sometimes like when you get a player like a Brooks captain that comes in and, you know, kind of states this layer of confidence, um, which could probably get into arrogance at times, um, it rubs people the wrong way. Right. Where if that kind of demeanor, you know, maybe on the basketball court or the football field, and you guys are dealing with that probably way more often than someone is outspoken like that, uh, in golf. So, I it's inviting. Right. I think it ruffles a lot of people the wrong way, but I think it's great for the sport when someone goes out there and just kind of puts it out there and says, look, you know, here's what I think. I'm the best player. Come at me. 
Um, you know, I think he's probably crossed the line a little bit, like some of his comments with Rory. But at the end of the day, I mean, controversy in golf, I always feel like, look, I wish the tour would steer into it a little bit more like the NFL does at times. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I mean, the, the, way I, the way I look at trash talk and all that type of stuff is like, if you don't like what a guy says, prove him wrong, man. Like, if he's not physically doing anything to you, like, it doesn't matter what he says. Like, if he thinks he's better than you, well, prove him, prove to him that he's not. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't be mad and, you know, tell people, sorry, don't be mad and, like, tell people, like, okay, oh, man. he shouldn't have said that. Well, show him why he shouldn't have. Bryce Butler, I got a, a tea time at 110. We're keeping him from on, his, uh, his warm-up right now. <laughs> We're keeping you from that 60 ball warm. I only got one more question for you. <laughs> okay, one second. Uh, no. Second right on Desert Bob. Let me ask you Thank about you, Tina real quick. Because I All love right, Tony, ready. one of my favorite players. Uh, I know his coach well. Um, okay. I've, I've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I've done a lot of segments about boy. Tony. And, you know, I think it's it's fair to say, I mean, he, he's having a, you know, he's obviously having a hard time, you know, putting it in a way, right, and in, in, in getting some Ws. I mean, his skill set far exceeds just one win on the PGA Tour to this point. He's been close. He should have won the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I just feel like, is it fair to say, I mean, the guy just needs Bye. a little more dog down the stretch, right? I mean, just like – just just put your foot down and go, and and get it yeah um yeah yeah that's crazy um i have a friend that's from the island yeah. and she golfs and we literally had this conversation the other day i said hey why do you think tony finau doesn't win tournaments because he's top tending like all of them oh guys like like he's he's so talented. Like I was like, this dude's a beast. Like mm. as she said, um, I think it's because he's too nice. That's what she said. She was like, I think it's because he's too nice. I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, Well, you know, people from the islands, and she's like, I'm from, you know, I'm from somewhere similar. And she was like, uh, you know, you know, we kind of have this like everybody needs to be humble. Like, if you're great at something, like, it's fine, but we don't really care. Yeah. Like, you know, and, like, don't talk about it. Like, just do it and be cool. Like, so she was like, I think that is maybe why. Because, I, I mean, I always ask the question. Yeah. I I can't yeah. really. Yeah. Bryce Butler can't really say why because, like, I don't play that sport yeah. professionally. So I can't be like, well, this is what he's doing on the last four holes of every round. And he, I don't, I can't really speak on that. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, like I, yeah. like as a friend of his, like, I'm like, man, like, mm. come on. Like, you know, cause yeah. like I saw him Saturday night, you know, when he was in the lead at waste and I'm like, bro, this is yours, bro. I was like, you know, Kobe, this is Kobe week. This is your week. You're a big fan of his. It's time yeah. to get it. And he's just like, yeah, man, you know, you know, and he's like, yeah, time to go. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then, you know, yeah. you know, you find out he loses cause of a, like a putt. Yeah, no. and then you're like, yeah, what the heck? Like, how did he freaking lose that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you're pissed, like, because you're like, he should have, 
you should have won that. You know, so I don't know, man. I think, uh, but I, this is what I've always said, though. Whenever he does win one, yeah, like when he wins another one, like, I think it's going to be like a landslide. Like he's going to start winning them a lot. Like once he like feels it one time, I yeah. think he's going to be like, yep. I know, well, I know what it is. Like, almost, I know it what it like is David Duvall, like, right? When he and when he's just gonna start winning. Did it, did it again? Then all of a sudden, you know, the guy's rattling off. It felt like win after win. So I hope so, man. He's he's such a talent. He's fun to watch. He can fill it up. Um, he's on a short list for me when right. I go to a, a golf tournament to to watch hit the ball. Last question for you, Bryce, and then let you uh, go out and and make some birdies. Um, did you did you know Kobe? Yeah. Man, no. And I'm really upset. I'm really upset. Like, like, I was, mm-hmm. like, mad and, like, kind of jealous at a lot of people that I knew that had pictures with him and stuff. And I was like, man, I lived in L.A. for that mm. long. Like, I went to so many games. I had a, a high school yeah. teammate that played for the Lakers for, like, two seasons. And I will go to games. I just never met Kobe. I never met Kobe. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was a guy that I would have at some point, for sure. Yeah. You know, like, I know I would have. Um, and I'm not going to say I took it for granted. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't like I was, like, every day, like, okay, I got to figure out how I'm going to meet Kobe, obviously. No. Because that, that was a guy that nobody expected to to die. Like, you know, like, I like I, like, I mean, Skip, Skip Baylor said it the best, like, if you would have gave yeah, him a list of a true. thousand names and said, yeah. like, who's going to die today, Kobe will be, like, the last guy on that list. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, you just don't think a guy like that dies, like, soon, you know? Um, especially, like, yeah. an athlete. You know, he did everything right physically. Like, he wasn't a drug addict. You know, he didn't have stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. to where, like, you would think he would just, like, you know, yeah. not wake up one day. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, no offense to, like, anybody else that has passed that way. I mean, it's it's sad regardless, but you know, you just wouldn't think that, man. Yep. And yep. I mean, Kobe is my Michael Jordan. You know, I grew up watching Kobe. I mean, he he came in the league when I was six, um, and I've been watching him yeah. since I was six. You know, and then he retired when I was twenty six. You know, um, so like he's been a guy that I've always watched and um, you know idolized. Um, you know, tried to you know find how find out what type of person he was through what I saw yeah, on TV and stuff you know, like it's, that it's, uh, uh, over time. You know, you, what's, I've never seen anything yeah, like man. it. You know, I'm, so, I'm yeah, 42. It's a, it's I grew up watching Jordan. And then, you know, obviously Kobe came along and mirrored his game. I mean, I remember when Kobe came onto the scene, he was doing an interview and I, I wasn't looking at the, the TV and I thought it was Michael and it was Kobe. I mean, he even sounded exactly like him. Um, and what, what, what was the most, you know, I don't want to say amazing, but the, um, the stories that, that came out afterwards, you know, was just how great of a person he was. You know, I've never seen anything like it. All these stories that just started flooding out about Kobe Bryant and the man he was, the father he was, uh, the husband he was. I mean, it was just the tragic thing. And um, I knew you're from, you know, spent a lot of time in L.A. I was just curious and um, hug your kids, you know, uh, kiss your wife and live every day, you know to the fullest which uh it reminds us all of us that and uh i plan on on doing that down in dallas next week with you and we're gonna uh we're gonna bring the mamba mentality 
and take this title 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 back at the PGA Memes Challenge. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey man, I've kept you from your practice. Let's go. Let's get it. Hit some balls. Enjoy the day with your kids. I appreciate your time, and I'll see you uh, in a week. I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show. And joining us now, Hank Lebiota, second-year player out there on the PGA Tour up-and-comer, lefty, 26 yes. years of age. You had to you had to be a big Phil Mickelson fan, I would think, growing up. Huge, honestly. And thank you for having me on, Travis. But yeah. yes, I remember thankfully winning winning a bet with one of my best friends, and still to this day, of the uh, Phil Mickelson versus uh, Chris DeMarco Masters. It had to be yeah. 2004, 2006, one of those years. Mm-hmm. Loser had to pay play the uh, the ninth hole at Tuscola Country Club with his pants down. So I was <laughs> glad I came, came out victorious that, that match. Yeah, Mickelson uh, still going strong, age of 49. I just did a piece. I said, here's what Phil Mickelson is doing, his five-step process to prepare play the PGA Tour into his 50s, not PGA <laughs> Tour champions. He's still got a little in the tank. Have you uh, been able to mix it up with him a little bit since being on tour? No, I wish I have, but I, I mean, honestly, he's, uh, he is 49 and he's going to be eligible probably soon for the champion store. But man, it looks like he has another five, at least yeah. five years in him. He's transformed his body. He looks skinny. He looks in shape. Uh, I mean, he'll be the first one to tell you he's hitting bombs, but it, he looks good. He's yeah. competing. He's still competing with uh, the best players in the world on very different golf courses. And man, I, it's going to be fun to fun to see how he goes goes about it going into his fifties. Well, let's talk about your your game. You're 26 in second year now on the PGA Tour. You came up. You graduated Florida State. Uh, you were PGA Tour Canada back in 2016, and then uh, played the Latino America as well, 16 and 17. And then uh, made it through Corn Ferry Tour in 18. And here you are now uh, on the PGA Tour, the big circuit, playing pretty good here thus far. How, how's the game right now as uh, as you get into your next tournament here in the Puerto Rico Open? Yeah, it was a, as you mentioned, it was kind of a, a quick rise for me. I did uh, almost all of the uh, PGA Tour sanctioned tours or their kind of developmental tours. Uh, despite, and the only one I didn't do was China. And I was very thankful I was able to help me develop my game both from a kind of a professional aspect of like learning how to travel, learning how to uh, kind of prep for events and just developing my game as well. But yeah, so it's uh, second year on tour, second time playing here in Puerto Rico. Uh, I played really poorly last year. I think I had a pretty bad attitude while playing this event. So for me, I feel like I owe this course something. I came in here uh, 
I didn't play in Genesis last week, so I had a really good week of prep last week. Uh, kind of went back to the basics, went, went back to my fundamentals, and uh, really enjoyed my prep. Really enjoyed my work that I did last week and the last two days here. Yeah, who, who's, who is on your team, Hank? I mean, do you have a couple teachers? Do you have one? Do you, is it more of a consultant? How do you, how do you manage that with your game? Yeah. So I have a pretty, at this point, a pretty well-defined team, as you would say, and they all communicate with one another. They're all friendly, um, which is nice for me. Uh, I don't have to do a lot of you know, hand-holding or, you know, like right. dealing with one party while the other one doesn't want to be involved. Yeah. I have a really solid team that for me started all with Scott Hamilton. Uh, Scott Hamilton, the swing coach based out of Cartersville, Georgia, as a favor to my assistant coach in college, Robert Duck, he saw me, had a lesson with him, took about two hours, two hours up in Cartersville. He said, yo, just just come back in three weeks. And at the time, he was, mm-hmm. he hadn't really taken on too many amateur players. Um, he was pretty loaded with tour guys. And this is right when he started really getting some notoriety for teaching guys how to hit drivers straight and that's what he really loves and that's what he likes to do and fortunately enough i was able to kind of pick up what he had taught me and really worked hard on it and i went mm-hmm. back up the next time he's like dang you <laughs> you actually did some work on this i said yeah pro i mean i trust you i trust the work you're doing and um i want to see where this takes me and he said all right let's go and ever since then we've been uh We've been working pretty solidly, so that would be 2000, summer of 2014, that we started working together, and um, you know, it's been awesome relationship. I, I've loved the work Scott's done. He, for me, he yeah. keeps it very simple, and um, he hasn't steered me wrong before as far as uh, reaching out to other other coaches for other areas of the game, and he's very honest with himself of what his lane is. And what he's good at and if he mm-hmm. needs if he needs uh, an opinion or he feels like uh, there's someone that knows that part of the game or this question this answer better than he does he's not afraid to tell me hey go talk to this guy or go go uh, have a lesson with him go you know go speak with him and come back to me see what he says and um, then we can kind of work it into what we're doing here and I've been extremely thankful for yeah. Uh, so rounding out the coaching, kind of the coaching uh, tree, I guess, or the coaching uh, team that I have. Uh, I've been working. I started working with David Orr in t- probably 2016. Uh, David Orr kind of got me through the Canadian Tour days, the Latin America Tour days, Corn Ferry Tour days. Uh, he kind of developed me into a very mechanically sound putter. And uh, most recently, I've started seeing uh, John Graham. John Graham mm-hmm. is uh, based in Rochester. He travels a little bit more on tour than David did. Uh, and I've been really, really loving the work that John and I have been putting together recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and John's strictly putting. Uh, so we mm-hmm. do quite a bit of work on, for me, speed. It was kind of the, we identified it as the lowest hanging fruit and we've kind of transformed my practice made it way more efficient uh and i've been seeing results i mean i struggled out and on the pogue po greens that we were putting on at tory pines and pebble beach but i was really happy with my putting during sony even though we were playing in 40 mile an hour winds uh and really happy about it in palm springs so i'm excited to get going here on some uh, some good uh some uh, for me at least it's past pound grass on the green some some little more yeah. familiar grass growing up in Florida, uh, seeing what I can do on that. Last coach I have that I work with is uh, it's Dr. Brett McKay, based out of Birmingham. Doc has been awesome. He's uh, started working with him when I was on the Latin tour. And 
kind of just floundering around. Honestly, I had no 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 real direction, no idea, no plan on how to kind of get myself out of this little. Now I don't want to saw it like cycle of doom but just kind of spinning going nowhere he helped me get the tracks back on the wheel and we still speak every single week multiple times a week uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times to be honest with you a lot of times it's about college football college baseball <laughs> but we always tie it back into golf and performance and how we can get better that he's been he's a blast he taught me how to um, how to cook our thanksgiving turkey this year i mean our relationship, our relationship yeah. is very expansive very wide and i'm very thankful for those all three all four of those coaches that i've worked with and mm-hmm. rounding it out you have the uh, my strength coach mitch sadowski who um, started working with when i turned pro and actually had done a little bit of work in high school uh with mitch uh, he's always keeping me sharp keeping me strong i think my is for me in particular with my disease that i have it's very important for me to take care of my body and to have a, a really routine and strong maintenance schedule for my body yep. Um, and Mitch has dove into it with me. We've, you know, gone down rabbit holes. You can say whatever you'd like about it, but it's, it's really good for me. Um, and I'm excited. And we've been, like I said, we've been working together forever. And he's not going to be going anywhere. And yeah. lastly, Drew and David are uh, my agents, making sure I'm happy and taking care of wherever I go. And uh, really, really enjoyed start working with those guys about two years ago now, year and a half. Well, you got, you got quite the team. And, um, you know, I'll go back to one of the things you said earlier. They all communicate. And, you know, I think that's so important. It's amazing, Hank. You know, I talk with a lot of coaches and players and you'd be surprised how many situations where coaches are not speaking. And, I, you know, it always yeah. kind of shocks me when that is the case. I think it obviously it's much better for the for the player when they are and they are in their lane and they understand, you know, what their responsibilities are. And all of those coaches, I know them well. You've assembled a great team. You, you mentioned the uh, the disease that you have. It's uh, the Crohn's mm-hmm. disease for my followers. And you're a real inspiration story. I, I You know, you played at Florida State and that's when you found out about it. You've really turned this into a platform for you and and your approach and and the way that you handle it. Um, it's 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 really inspiring in in how you've changed your lifestyle and you're continuing to chase your dreams. And really, I think and to quote you, to live outside of the norms of this disease. Yeah, and that's something that I've leaned heavily on Drew and David for. So my as a 26 year old. <laughs> My expertise is well, almost in, is barely in anything. But uh, what I do well is I play golf well. I play golf well, and I'm very honest and I'm very comfortable with my disease. Now, how how do I turn this platform that the PGA Tour and my golf has given me, making the best effort to reach out to Crohn's patients, to uh, you know, kids with invisible diseases, with adults with invisible diseases that don't really know how to share share what they're feeling, comfortable talking about what's going on with their body. Uh, I feel like I I am very comfortable with it. I have proven, like you said, to live outside the you know the defined parameters of what this disease can do to you. Um, if I'm able to say, if I'm able to reach one kid a year, one adult a year, and make their life a little bit better, showing them that hey, this you know this disease, this invisible disease is. Um, thing that no one quite understands and no one really wants to talk to. If 
if you can see that you can live your life how you want to, despite all of that, then that would be awesome. And like I said, Drew and David have really helped me kind of mm-hmm. branch out and uh, kind of form form a really nice community of people uh, in the Crohn's and colitis kind of community as to how we could raise funds for it, how we could raise awareness for it, and um, start going down um, that down that road with them. Yeah, that's terrific. Um, I'm going to switch gears here now on you for a second. Yes. I want to I want to go to a little course management. These are going to be some quick hitters here because yes. I, I get a lot of questions from my listeners, um, my followers on, you know, kind of going inside the ropes on how a player, PGA Tour player would think. So the first question yes. is what length of putt does it become a lag for you when you're not trying to make it? Oh, you you try to make every putt. Okay. And that's, that's a, uh, something that, and it sounds sounds kind of ridiculous but that's something that john john graham and i have really started to work on is that you hit every putt with the intent to make it how you decide you want the putt to roll in is kind of determining this the speed of the putt and speed of how you want to hit it now if you if you're hitting a, a 15 footer that's straight downhill you're going to want to make the putt you okay. feel like you can make the putt you've seen yourself make the putt before but you know you have to take a way more conservative speed going into the hole um, so i've started to look at it from that perspective is how aggressive can i be with the speed of this putt going into the hole what's the desired you know uh, rate of entry like how fast is the ball going to be going into the hole when it gets there and so i look at it more from that perspective it allows me to kind of simplify the putting is like a little bit rather than assigning value to it whether it be you know a positive if you make it a negative if you miss it and be hey i i just had to die this putt to the hole because if i hit it any harder it was going to roll five feet by and that could be from a four foot putt or it could be from a 30 foot putt it just it depends and so i look at it more from a speed perspective is how how do you want to roll this ball into the hole what speed do you want to roll into the hole and let's see how good we can do awesome love it next question you got a wedge in your hand Mm -hmm. could be any wedge approach wedge game not short game you always going at the flagstick or is there a time where you don't go at the flagstick no you can't go at every flagstick uh especially out on the pga tour you would love to and i would love to say oh yeah i can i can control the spin i can control the height i can control every different variable going into the shot but no i i would love to say i go at everyone but no i don't i try to be aggressive with them but sometimes just the situation doesn't call for it are the pga tour pins that much more difficult than the corn fairy tour pins um the conditions are much more difficult okay best way i can describe it the the penalty for missing by five feet on the pga tour is exponentially higher than the penalty for missing by five feet on the corn fairy tour so it'd be fair to say that from a management standpoint i mean course management's important but in in, in any uh level of play but on the pga tour it's there's there's a little bit more value because the miss is going to be penalized that much more the value of par is significantly higher i agree okay. with that yeah. How about this one here? When you lay up, are you trying to get as close as you can or are you trying to get to a specific distance? Specific distance every time. Okay. And what is that distance for you? What's that money shot for you? Uh, I like I like a 90-yard shot. I like a 90-yard shot. I like a 65-yard shot, 70, 75 yards. Uh, I don't really want to get it down much closer than 60 yards mm-hmm. at that point. And then at that point, it becomes very kind of in between a really long chip and a wedge shot. Um, 100 yards is good. I can do 120 just fine. Uh, I have a few, like I said, a few different numbers that I'm comfortable with, and mm-hmm. depending on the shot or the um or you know how the conditions are what's going on i can kind of very rely on that you know it's interesting like you you hear a lot of players 
in their press conference after a round, like they'll say, you know, I just didn't get good numbers today. I mean, that's a that's a that's a real thing that adds yeah. up in the end, doesn't it? Like you just have days where it's like, man, I just can't get any good numbers. Yeah, totally. It's uh, it's weird, and it's um, it almost sounds like a cop out for a lot of players. But you know how I mentioned that if there are certain certain times when you just can't go at flags, and if you get eighteen straight holes of just kind of half yardages or yardages you can't a shot that you need to hit high and you you don't really have the don't really have the club for it and if you're smart and you manage your game well you'll know all right i just have to hit this one to 25 feet and try to make a putt and so end of the day you'll have like i said two birdies but there's nothing really you can do about it you couldn't couldn't really change the outcome too too much take us to the tee box what what do you like to see off the tee driver what's your What's kind of your go sh- your go to shot? I like to see a high straight shot. As I mentioned, okay. Scott Hamilton Scott Hamilton loves loves teaching guys how to hit driver straight. Uh, my ball actually it probably tends to draw more than anything, but just a high high straight drive is a uh, mm-hmm. thing of beauty to me. And a high straight drive would see the attack angle where for you? For me, it's about about zero, fairly neutral. Okay. Um, I was down on the ball quite a bit for I don't know, say four or five years and. Pro and I have been working pretty hard to get it get it too neutral, and mm-hmm. that way I could have a little bit less side spin on the ball, a little bit more control with start lines, things like that. And I think it's helped for the most part. And what did you do for your attack angle there? Was it more setup related, swing related? What did you do to kind of shallow the attack? Uh, we did. We honestly did a lot of um, like pelvic work. So just trying to create room in the backswing as we're you know as we're taking it back, trying to get the for my my trail pelvis pretty high in the backswing. So okay. that when I come come down through the hitting area, I have a ton of room at the bottom with clear you know clear kind of um, straight pelvics, hips, knees, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So then I can kind of get better attack on the ball, better attack angle. All right, last question. I do this series for Golf Digest. It's it's called Oh Shit. <laughs> and the idea is I take them to a scenario on the golf course, and it's like, oh, you know, you walk up to a plug lie in a bunker, and the first thing you think yeah. of is, oh, shit, right? So is there a scenario for you on the golf course where it's like, man, I really hate when that happens? Could be a ball flight, could be a situation, anything that would make you just in your mind say, oh, shit. The double cross is an easy one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> happen too too much because i don't i don't like to curve the ball necessarily all that much uh mud balls are a fun one never know what's going to happen with those the mud ball yes yeah or a a good old like hit it five feet into the rough and you're either buried beyond belief or you have the one lone tree on the hole that's right in your way Uh, (laughs) (laughs) things like that where you 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 know you kind of unassuming getting up to the shot or after you hit the shot and you're walking up to it like oh yeah it should be good you get there Oh yeah. Lord, what is this gonna do? <laughs> the funny game, and then it's uh, that one tree. Just aim at it; you won't hit it. And then you walk up there, and well, lo and behold, uh, I know you're behind the it. Hey, hey, line bunkers. Hank, do you know Harry Hicks? I know Harry fairly well, yes. So give Harry my my cell. I've got to get him on the podcast next. I wanted you first, but I wanted yeah. to get. I need to get Harry next. I'll reach out to Harry. I don't think he's playing this week, so I'll see him at Honda next week. Okay, fair enough. I might be down there as well. I'll come out and say hi. Um, Yeah, please do. Yeah, I'll probably be down there. Hank, you're the best. I've been uh, following your career. Uh, It's inspirational. You're obviously a great player. I think you've got a a long and fruitful career on the PGA Tour. I can't thank you enough for uh, joining the uh, Stripe Show podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Stripe Show podcast. I'm Travis Fulton. We'll see you next time.